Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa, and we are the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi from Blossom Early Learning. I'm a registered early childhood educator who focuses on the development of children from newborn to 12 years of age. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants and parent coaches. Join us to chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hey everyone, we're back again. This is Elisa and I'm here with Heidi and Pam. And today we're going to be talking about a topic that comes up often, how to transition to the big kid bed. When to transition to the big kid bed. So this is one that we hear all the time. And we do have a video all about crib jumpers. So if your little one is not ready to transition yet and you'd like to buy yourself some more time, (laughs) definitely check out our video of crib jumpers. On the YouTube channel. Yeah, on the YouTube channel. So we give some good strategies about how to try and keep them in their cribs for a little bit longer. So typically, how long are we keeping our little ones in the crib for? We like to keep them in until three years old. Yeah, but least, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't always happen and some children will transition a little bit earlier so it really depends on if your child is showing signs of being able to consistently climb out of their crib. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it also depends on temperament. Yeah. Their personality, mm-hmm. their activity, busyness my level. Son, yeah, my son was very busy. He went through a little bit of a well Went through. He goes through a little bit of a (laughs) defiant stage from time to time. He likes to test those limits. So I knew he was definitely going to be three or a little older. And he was. I managed to keep him in until I think a few months after after he turned three. And it does make it a little bit easier to make that transition when they're a bit older. Um, It's quite different transitioning a three-year-old to a big kid bed. Than it is transitioning most one-year-olds or 14-month-olds or 18-month-olds even. So just for ease and to, you know, take it easy on yourself, try to keep them in until they're three. But if you have to earlier, that's okay. And it Mm -hmm. can be done. Yeah. And one thing that we hear often is when they're having sleep challenges at 14, 15, 16 months, parents think that transitioning them into a toddler bed is going to solve all of their sleep mm. challenges when it's actually most often going to be the opposite. Yeah. Yes. So we really encourage working on all of the sleep challenges before changing them into a big kid bed. Yeah, making sure that sleep is well established before. And sometimes yeah. you'll hear it too from like outside people too, like grandparents or friends or aunts and uncles, well, you know, if they're giving you that much of a hard time, you should just transition them, give yeah. them a big bed, it'll be that much easier. Maybe they're and telling you they're ready. And although, no, although no. in rare cases it might make things better, it's definitely not the norm. So what kind of sleep should be in place? They should be sleeping through the night, right? Yes, at three they should be sleeping through the night, definitely, for sure. Yeah. Um, we, ideally they're falling asleep on their own, or at least they're falling asleep easily at bedtime. It's not a long bedtime, drawn out, stalling. Because think about a long bedtime with stalling and a lot of those testing limits tactics. Mm -hmm. If you are going through that in a big kid bed, you're adding in in a crib. If you're going through that in a crib... 
No, in a big kid bed, you're adding on so many okay. more. Oh, once you transition extra, into the big extra kid bed. challenges, okay. right? So keeping them in the crib and dealing with that, and then making the transition a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, they're persistent. Yeah, especially like that toddler preschool stage. Yeah. And, yeah, they could come out of that bed 9,000 times. And we do work with a lot of toddlers. Yes. We work with more than just sleep. We work with testing those limits, um, setting limits, how to deal with their upset. So it can be done younger, but... It's just a lot easier. Yeah. You definitely want to have a plan. You want to have that strategy in place. And you want to make sure that whoever's involved with bedtime is going to be on the same page. That is really important. Because if I'm implementing this and my husband goes in and does this, that is not helpful for anybody, right? That is just going to make things harder on our little ones. um, And it's going to take them longer to adjust. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. have that strategy in place. Yeah. How are you going to handle those that bedtime stalling? We have some bedtime tips in our um, routine episode. And then how are we going to handle when they are testing those limits? Mm-hmm. That's the big one. So those were the, they're ready. Now, not ready. So yeah. not ready, not a great time to make that transition. If they're going through a big change of some sort, they've just had a new sibling, you just started teaching them how to use the toilet. Yes. Um, or you've just moved. And the move oh, yes. you think, I would think, a lot of parents would be, oh, this is a great time to switch them from the crib to the big uh, kid bed because it's like a whole new change, right? But it's kind of nice to keep some of some things consistent while yes. we're adapting yeah. to the new Yeah, place. because a move is a big change for them yeah even for us adults taking you know it takes a little bit of time for us to feel really at home with a new new place when we move into it just think if you go and you know you you spend a night at a friend's house in a different city right you're not really gonna fall asleep as easily as you normally would the bed feels different than you're used to the pillows are different so it would be the same thing plus you're like uh, what was that sound? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They might have some fears like and furnace, anxieties like, in their right? new home. Yeah? yeah. So that wouldn't be a good time to have this whole new bed where they have this freedom and they are not feeling as secure mm-hmm. as they were in their cribs. So definitely not before you're going to move and not right after you move. Yeah. So give it a little bit of time. in the butt. You got to reset that crib up after the move. But yeah. it, you know, worth the it. transition a worth it. Pain in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, any change in routine. So like if they're going to be starting childcare, if say um, one parent has been doing all of the bedtimes and now that parent is going to work and another parent or a care provider is going to be doing the bedtimes, right. not a great time to start in um into that big bed right we want to be mindful of those emotional pieces that they may be going through but any changes like that in their routine any changes in their day-to-day not a great time and with the child care one that's one that we hear often as well where they're going to be in a toddler bed when they go into care so I might as well just make the transition at home as well but Mm. try and resist that urge to make the transition because Mm -hmm. it's already a big change for them to be starting in child care it's just like us right we do more than one change at a time and it's very stressful it can feel really overwhelming yeah Yeah. tell our ducks are in a row yeah yeah um, so some of the things that we can do to get them ready, um, one of our biggest tips is get them involved. Um, let them 
pick out if they want to do a new theme, so let them pick out pillowcases, sheets, um, a stuffed animal if they don't have yeah. anything to sleep with. You don't have to go all out with all of those either. Yeah, you no. can choose one or two things that's going to make that new room exciting. If you're buying like a brand new bed and mattress, you know, bringing them with you and letting them lay mm-hmm. on the beds and be like, ooh, would you like to have this in your new room? Yeah. You know, like really building up, laying beside them. We could snuggle for a little bit and then you could fall asleep. <laughs> Cute. Um, some families do decide to do floor beds yes. uh, to start to keep them a little bit closer to the ground. So that's um, something that if you haven't heard about floor beds, you can research that. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean... Um, that they have to be, if you, if they're room sharing with you currently, it doesn't mean they have to go into their own room. Um, you can just be changing up that bed as well. Yeah. Getting them a nice little bed beside yours. Yeah. Or, yeah. um, taking the, the rail off of their crib and still having them close to you in your room if you're not into having them in their own room. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. As always, we're going to want to have those conversations during the day, right? We're going to be talking to them about the upcoming change to a bed. We're going to be talking to them about who the they... The expectations. Yeah. Who they think sleep in a bed. So if it's cousins or friends or stuff like that, um, the expectations, like when you go into that bed, you have to stay in your bed, yeah. right? They may not fully understand... Well, at three, they should, or they are understanding. So it's setting those expectations. They might not listen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... You're you're going through the expectations first, which is huge, because then at least yeah. they know what you're expecting of them. And if you have little ones that are a little more sensitive to those changes, you can read books and you can, you know, you can take your time and get them ready to that. If they want to set it up um, and still keep their crib and have their bed set up and kind of start with maybe naps or just falling asleep for bedtime in that uh, new space, that's okay. Some of them are going to need those slower steps for sure. Some of the safety tips that we do want to be mindful of when we well, are. this is one of the, you know, big concerns and why probably people stall on it a lot. is because they're just so worried about the yes. safety of it. Yeah, so some of those safety tips when moving to a big kid bed. Put guardrails up on the, on the bed so that they can't roll out. Um, or you can put a pool noodle underneath the... Like the edge of the sheet? Yeah. yeah so they can't roll off. A little speed yeah. bump. Yeah. Right, exactly. Put <laughs> yeah. it underneath the fitted sheet so that it's there, and then they can't roll off. You can also buy special rails like that. Yeah. Um, they have really nice ones, too, that, like, actually, like, swing down. So mm. as an adult, you can get in of the, uh, in or out of the bed easily um, and then just put the rail back up. I didn't have those fancy ones. I just had the ones you had to, like, climb over. I'm short. You know, yeah. Like, tippy toes. And, Come like, in through make the foot sure of the bed. Yeah, yeah crawl exactly. Up, crawl up the bed. Make sure that you um, buy one or get one that actually fits your bed. Mm. So you might need to do a little bit of research first or trying out a few different products to see what's going to fit best because... Not all the of the bed top rails. mattress, they don't come up as high, maybe. Yeah, not all the <laughs> all of the bed rails will fit. If you do a toddler bed, then generally they're a little bit smaller, so it's easier to find those rails that cover right. a good portion of it, yeah. but... Um, and putting blankets on the ground uh, for those first couple of weeks is always a good idea, just just in case. Sometimes they um, squirm to the other side of the bed if the rail isn't at the end of that bed. Sometimes you just never know. I, sometimes you forget to put the rail up and just to they probably will landing. fall out once or twice. <laughs> yep, that is set that goal. That set that expectation that they will fall out of bed mm-hmm. probably once or twice in their in their early childhood. So funny, eh? Like the, 
we learn not to fall out of the bed, right? But yeah. they do fall out of bed, and yeah. when it does happen, it's kind of yeah. shocking. You're like, oh my goodness, she just fell out of the bed. Yeah. I feel so bad for them because they're all nice and cozy and sleeping, and then you hear this thud, and you go in, and then sometimes they don't even cry. They just kind of like get up and just go right back into bed and huddle in, and I go in, and I just feel so like, did bad. Did you fall out of bed? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah already that's involved. happened a couple times yeah. when my daughter would fall yeah. out of bed, and I would go back in, and she would because you hear the thought. They're all disoriented. Yeah. You get out of bed, you go in there, like, what's going on? And then you ask. And then you're like, yeah, I don't know. And they're already back in bed, yeah. like, curling up. It's so funny. Yeah, it is, for sure. So you want to make sure that their room is absolutely safe for them because if they're getting up to wander around the room, yeah. you need to make sure that any blinds have, yes, you know, don't have the dangling cords for them. So yes. take Tie care of that. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure Outlets are done. covered yep. so that they can't get into things. A really big one. The dressers. The dressers and any shelves. Yeah. Anchor the them biggest. to the walls. Anchor, anchor, anchor. So you need to make sure that you have all of this prepared before they go into their big bed. You can have, like, a gate at their door if you're worried about them leaving the room. You can have a gate at the top of the stairs. We had a gate at the top of the stairs because I just could not sleep um, comfortably knowing that mm-hmm. if they just decided to wake up and go downstairs, I may not hear them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had a gate at the stairs mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. And if you can, put it even a little bit before the stairs so that yes. you're not worried even more about them climbing up and, yeah. you know, falling down. Over or the stairs, And yeah. the gates at the top of the stairs need to be not the pressure-mounted gates. They yes. need to be the hardware-mounted gates. Drilled so into the wall. Drilled yeah. into the wall. I know it, it's not something that everyone wants to do, but when it comes to safety... Sliding down the stairs be, in the middle of the night on a gate yeah. is not any Or way. going downstairs and... Who knows what they're getting into, yeah. right? Sometimes yeah. they can be quiet about what they're doing or in the morning. We've all seen Maybe those videos on the yeah. internet, right? Usually yeah. the twins yeah. <laughs> rearranging their bedroom right. <laughs> through the monitor. Um, but yeah, early morning sometimes yeah, when they too. they wake up they at 6.30 in the morning and, and for me that's like my deepest sleep sometimes. So <laughs> right. I don't always hear. Yeah. Um, and then making sure, just always doing that double check around the house in case they get out of their bed, in case they wander downstairs. Yes. It's always a good idea to do another sweep of making sure the cleaning products are yeah. locked away, making yeah. sure the medication. I had a, I hung a bell on our main door. Um, mm-hmm. I had a really easy door. It was just kind of the pull handle. So, and we're just kind of right out onto the street. Like your front door to your home? Yeah. So I had like this little Christmas bell that I had a, just tied around the door, so anytime it was annoying as all heck, but anytime that door opened, I could always hear the bell ring. Mm -hmm. So I knew that um, I didn't have to worry about them sneaking off in the middle of the night. I will hear that bell. You can get bolts for your doors as well, so that even if they unlock the bottom portion... They can't get it open at the top, yeah, which is what I have to have on my yeah. yep. eye latch or whatever up top. I have to have latches reach. on my doors because, well, <laughs> I have Andreas and he... You had a ninja. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he sometimes has been known to just open the door and go stand out on the porch. Jeez. Yes. Yeah. So, yep. It, uh, it, it surprises you, but it does happen very quickly. Yeah, for sure. You also want to make sure that the room is set up so that it's not going to be a distraction for them. So yes. putting away the toys, putting away all the, the books, especially if we have 
lots and lots and lots in their room. Try and downsize it a little bit so that they're not waking up in the middle of the night. They're not, you know, it's not tempting them first thing in the morning. And it's not causing to that uh, bedtime stalling where they're like, okay, good night. And then they're in there having a grand old party. Playing you know, and playing, playing and playing. And, yeah. The last thing you want is for them waking up in the middle of the night and playing from one to two. Yeah. Another key thing is making sure that you place the bed away from the blinds and curtains. So, yes. you know, you do the, the safety checks and safety guarding in the room, making sure that the cords are up high. But then if you put the bed underneath there, well, they've got all that extra leverage now, right? Uh, curtains, dressers, shelves. Yes. As soon as their bed is next to anything, it does not take them long to figure out that that is now considered a step stool. Yeah, that's yeah. a future rock climber. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we do know that this is going to be a big step. It's going to come with some extra upset as they're adjusting for most toddlers. Um, it is okay to offer them a little extra support, right? We know that it's going to take that time to adjust, so we can offer them that little extra support. I still lay with my guys before bed. We give them five or ten minutes where we have those snuggles. You do, if your little one has been falling asleep independently, just because you move them into the bed, you don't want to get into the habit of falling asleep with them or mm -hmm. waiting for them to fall mm -hmm. asleep with you. Cause so you lay with them for five to ten minutes. They're awake when you leave the yep. room. Yep. Hugs, yes. kisses, good night, good night, and, and, and we're done. You. Yeah. Yep. When you're sleeping, them. I will come back and check on you. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to get into the habit, especially if you have an independent sleeper, going into getting into that habit of laying with them until they fall asleep because five or ten minutes tonight turns into 20 30 minutes and then next thing you know you're in there for an hour and a half and after yeah. you've worked so hard on sleep to I begin know. with you really don't want to go down that path again where yeah. you're needed for an hour and a half to put them to sleep and be really consistent with your routine right be consistent with your routine be really consistent with your schedule if you're doing really late bedtimes we know that that's going to cause more upset at that bedtime, right? So when you're doing a transition like this, make sure that it's a time that you can be consistent with that schedule. You, you're really going to be consistent with your bedtime routine. You're going to set those limits. Um, and hopefully it's a, it's a quick little transition and they enjoy being in that big kid bed. And, right. And it's an easy, easy enough transition. Yeah. And so one of the strategies that people will use is to put that gate up on the door. And if you do decide to do that and just let them have at it until they decide that they're tired and they go to sleep for that first night, if you do decide to do that, it's a really good idea to let them know that you're going to put the gate up before you do. So that yes. for them, it's not like a punishment of they're getting a gate on their door. You're just simply saying, this gate's going to go on your door and it's for your safety. I, I need to keep you safe now that you're in a big bed. Yes. So this gate is going to go on your door. And maybe play some games with them in their room beforehand with the gate on their door so that you can show them. Do some role playing with dolls or stuffed animals so that they can see that the little stuffed animal has a gate on the door and he's okay with it and it's mm -hmm. just for safety so that they're not thinking that it's something as a punishment. Yeah, that they're, that they're being held yeah. away from you or anything like that. Like it's a positive like, oh, I need this gate. This is going to keep me safe. Right. right? So they feel safe in there and then you can just put the gate on the door, leave the door open a little bit and put them to bed as you normally would on that first night Tell them the expectations of now you're in a big bed, you know, 
not getting out like 15 times or whatever, and then just leave and let them do whatever they would in their room. They might get up a few times. They might, they have this freedom, right? Yes. So now they want to explore this. This is like a whole, remember so, when they were learning how to roll, when they were learning how to stand, when they mm-hmm. were learning how to walk, all of these things they played and they, they worked on these new skills in their bed. So now right. they have like this newfound freedom. They're going to want to explore that. Exactly. So they might get up, as long as their room is kept quite minimal, then they shouldn't be up playing for hours, right? So it's yeah. just a matter of them getting that getting their jollies out and then they'll go to sleep in their bed or sometimes maybe they fall asleep on the floor for the first little bit. So that's one way of doing it and if you close the door, you can do a similar thing. However, some children now that they're in a big bed will get upset when you start leaving the room. Mm-hmm. And that's when you want to find that strategy as Pam mentioned, find a strategy that's going to work for your little one. But that's not also having you go and lie with them for mm-hmm. yes. an hour and a half to two hours until they fall asleep. So finding something else in there, you always want to have that plan B. Mm-hmm. What happens? So this is how I'm going to do things. <laughs> yes. But in a perfect what's world. going to happen <laughs> if they test the limits yeah. for an hour and a half and they're getting out of their room and they're yeah. trying to get out of their yeah. bed way too many times. Having yeah. that strategy in place. What happens if they get upset? You don't want to just, you know, most likely you don't, that first night, you don't want to just leave them in there if they're upset about the changes. So supporting them while still maintaining independent sleep. Yes. Um, You also have a video on the YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. Restful Parenting YouTube. I don't know. I don't think we have a special thing. Um, And um, of Dre's first night... In the big bed, yeah. right? So that is there. So we really have, funny. yeah. So <laughs> so we have the crib jumping, and then we also have Dre's first night um, in his bed. So definitely check that out. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.